following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on a break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Tuesday, September 19th, 2017. It's season 13, episode number 41. Welcome to another edition of The Break. We are live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios talking Cowboys football with you guys. We've got uh, a full show, lots to talk about here to kind of recap on what's gone on uh, in week two of the NFL season. We'll take Tuesdays to kind of get a bigger picture look um, and figure out what's happening across the NFC East um, and talk about some bigger things with regards to the Cowboys uh, every Tuesday here on The Break. How's everybody this morning? Good. Everyone's doing good. Good. <laughs> what? I don't know. I'm just speaking for everyone. That's fine. I haven't talked to right. anyone yet, but I feel like they're all doing good. Well, was this the first time you've talked all morning? No. No, no. No? I've been, I've been doing some talking. <laughs> a little parenting? Just a little bit? All right. Mm-hmm. Let's jump in. Let's talk some uh, some Cowboys. Uh, I think the first thing I want to do is just kind of give everybody a uh, kind of a recap of what's going on across the NFC East and get an opinion or two from you guys. Uh, right now, the Cowboys are, are deadlocked. As of two weeks, it really doesn't make a big difference. But there are three teams sitting in first place tied at one and one. Cowboys, Eagles, Washington. Uh, Cowboys obviously lose this week. Uh, Philly loses as well. And then Washington gets a win against uh, the, the Rams. The Giants are sitting at the end of the division at 0-2 um, after they lose on Monday Night Football last night. Oh, the question I have for you guys, and I think if memory serves correct, I think when we talked about this before, it may have been on, on the air, may have been off the air, it seems like I thought we all were in agreement that the Giants were the team that you that you felt like was closest to the Cowboys from the standpoint of either they win a division, Cowboys win the division. If that's the case, do you still feel that way? And if not, who do you think um, is the team after two weeks that you would tab as the team that's closest to the Cowboys as far as winning the division? Dave, I'll start with you. Um, it's way too soon into the season for this conversation to hold any merit. And I know 0-2 is a big hole to dig out of, but I'm, I mean, I'm not writing the Giants off as like this horrible team yet. And I watched that game. I know how bad they looked. I don't care. Uh, Eric Flowers is not a very good left tackle, but, uh, the whole NFL looks like crap right now, to be honest with you. That's my main impression through two weeks, except for maybe the Kansas City Chiefs, Falcons uh, look pretty good. The Falcons, the Steelers, and hey, the Detroit Lions they look pretty solid. Um, but it, it looks like nobody had a preseason. Like you just see a lot of bad, disjointed football. Um, so yeah, the Giants look like crap. I still think the combination of the experience that they have on offense and that defense. Did you, they, the Lions won that game despite Matt Stafford throwing for 120 yards, the highest player, highest paid player in the NFL. A damn good quarterback, in my opinion. I know Nick doesn't like him that much, but he threw for 120 yards on the road and still managed to beat them. That's how bad their offense was. But that's also how good their defense is. And I mean, their defense looked pretty damn good against the Cowboys last week, too. So I'm not ruling them out as some crappy team. Um, it is a long season. I don't I don't get the feeling a lot of teams are really going to find out who they are and hit their stride until you know Halloween or so. So um, that said... From what I've seen of the Eagles and the Redskins, they both look like they have their strong suits. I haven't seen a ton. I know offensive line is 
maybe a problem for those guys, but the Eagles have an awesome defense. I know they gave Kansas City a decent game on the road in Arrowhead. So You still think the Giants are the team? That was a lot, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, well, I'm just asking, you still think the Giants are the team? What do you think about the Falcons? I haven't seen a lot of the Falcons. but they Bucks. Rough I, Riders. They only play one game. Rough Riders. Um, <laughs> I, Mississippi I mean, State. Team Cowboys. Ugh, Mississippi State. Damn, they look good. Wow, you had to throw that one in. Well, it's kind of a low dang. blow, I think. So I didn't mean to. We don't really do that to each other. That's kind of low I, blow. Oh, I do that to everybody. So, yeah, I I'm mean, sorry, you do. If anybody, if, if I, I deserve it all back <laughs> when LSU loses because I'm a jerk when, I, when they're winning. I anyway. try to leave people alone about their college team, but whatever. I digress. Yeah. I don't team to beat the team to beats probably the Cowboys in terms of like who looks the most well rounded out of right. all. Right, and teams. the question is outside of the Cowboys, who's that team? Right. I, I it's I don't know. I'm all I know is the Giants have had a crappy start, but I'm not ready to write them off yet. That's Nick. Uh, F- Philly. We'll just say Philly. I don't know. They. I mean, I just look at it. They haven't lost at home. Everyone else has lost at home, and so Philly hasn't lost at home. The Cowboys haven't lost at home. I mean, that's how early it is, so you just kind of start saying things like that. The Kansas City seems to be good. They played them fairly well up there, lost. Um, and then they, they handled the Redskins. But I don't think their offensive line doesn't look that great. Neither does the Redskins, neither do the Giants. Neither does the Cowboys, actually, from week one. And week two, I mean, their offensive line. So it seems like everybody's offensive line's got issues. But I think if you have to make a call, it's a Eagles. That's a pretty big statement. You think the Cowboys have offensive line problems? Yeah, they look like crap against Denver. I mean, bad. Bad, real, real bad, bad I, offensive I, line. And maybe maybe it's just me, but I think that was one game. I don't yeah. I don't think the Cowboys have offensive line problems. I think they had offensive line problems in that game. Derek, there only is a difference. Two. We've only played I understand two. that, but there is a difference between saying you have offensive line problems and you had offensive line problems in a game. Well, you know what? Jason Garrett tells everyone to recommit. Don't worry about last year. Start from scratch. Start at zero. And at zero, we've played two games. One of them, they could not get more than one yard uh, per, you know, average per carry for, for Zeke, the best in the league. And the second in the Giants game, they didn't have a great success. But, I mean, they, they did fairly well in that game against the Giants, against a, what we think is a good defense, but they've only played two games. Yeah, I think the offensive line played well in week one. You don't? Yeah, I mean they they played well and then they've played horrible. So what are they? That's all. That's all I'm saying. I think Derek is trying to say he's willing to give them the benefit of the doubt from last year. Just from well, what they based have. on again, if you look at body of work, I, I think that's a good way to put it. You look at body of work. Let's just go back to last year. Last year, if you start at the beginning of last year, all the way through these first two games of this season, two of the they five have stuff. way more. They have way more successes than they have failures. And I'm not one that believes that one game or two games in a body of 18 games, says that you're bad. Two of your five starters don't have a body of work. Okay. I'm just saying, well, so I, you can't lump Chaz and Lyle into that. But I'm, I'm talking about as a whole, and you got three of those guys right. that have a ton of body of work, and they didn't play well this game either. So no. I guess the point I'm making still is I think there is a distinction between you have offensive line problems in general or you had offensive line problems in one game. I think we all agree they played horribly this last game, and we should say they played horribly this last game, but I don't think that generally means that they have offensive line problems. I, I agree with you, but going back to the point I made yesterday, it was like the totality of how bad they were should alarm 
you. I mean, it, it should be concerning at least. I'm not saying it'll if continue. If you have to play them again, yes, it would alarm. But I think well, the main concern with the offensive line has been whether Lyle Collins would do good at that position and Chas Green. And I think they managed well. Yeah, you know? no, Lyle actually I thought was pretty good against what's considered the best pass rusher in the league. I'm not, and you know, I'm. I'm I'm not overly worried that it's going to be. A, I don't think they have offensive line problems. Okay. To go back to your point, but again, it's not like they ran for 70 yards and 3.2 yards per carry. Like they got owned. They got destroyed. Yeah, they got owned. Absolutely. And so that should at least be concerning. That 50 percent of your sample size for this season was real, real bad. Yeah. So and, and if we start to see that becoming a trend, then I think you got you yeah. got some issues. Uh, but right now, I'm not ready to say that's a trend yet. I'm not willing to say that that is a, an overall problem for them right now. I agree. Still think it's the best thing they do. Yeah, but, you know, like I said, they, to struggle is, to one, is one thing, and to do what they did on Sunday is another thing. So I got, I got my is, eye on so, it. So, okay, aside from the Giants' defense, Broncos' defense, what's the other defense that you guys would be concerned that this team will be facing? Maybe oh, Seahawks? We, we actually, yesterday, we kind of talked about that a little bit, and we didn't throw in the team that they're going to play next week, but they have similar components to what we talked about before. They don't have them in mass like the, like the Broncos do, but they've got a dominant cornerback that they could presumably put on Dez. They've got a dominant pass rusher in Calais Campbell, who I think he had four sacks in week one. Now, he's not, he's not you know, he's Isn't not. He a Jaguar now? Yeah, yeah, he was with I'm the sorry, Jags. Jags. I'm sorry, I'm thinking, I'm thinking he was with them last year. Yeah. Who's their pass rusher? Don't they have a pass rusher? They have. They, pass they got the kid from Wadsworth. They got the kid from. Um, <laughs> it was he was a top three pick though, right? He was. It just <laughs> never turned out to be worth a top three. They pick. traded for the kid from New England, Chandler Jones. But oh, yeah. I want to say something's up with him. I don't, we're not supposed to preview the Cardinals right we're now. Not, Eric, we're not. We're not. Ready but I, I guess I asked that question. Be I, well, I was going to a question of. So with that being said, who are those defenses? Would Arizona qualify as one of those defenses? I'm not sure, but they do have at least some components. That suggests they can give the Cowboys some problems. Yeah, I mean, they're, yeah. they're going to have some defensive guys. In, and you know that they've got two playmakers in the secondary in, you know, Peterson and then the Honey Badger, who made a game-winning play last week for them, I believe, interception. Yeah. So, got to be careful with those two guys. And, you know, I'm not as familiar with them up front, but I'm sure that they'll be good in, you know, Monday Night Football and playing, you know, up there where, or out there. Where crazy things happen. Crazy things happen to your point am i mean i don't know that there i've been saying this over and over and over again i don't know that there are many defenses that can mimic what the broncos were able to do but there are some good defenses left seattle. on the schedule seattle kansas city i don't know about their whole defense but the rams have aaron donald so if your offensive line's a problem that's that'll be an issue for you so it, it'll, there, there'll be some challenges there'll be a couple but i don't think I don't think that, by and large, you have a lot of teams in the NFL, let alone teams on the Cowboys' schedule, that have the defensive, the the defensive players at the positions that can give Cowboys problems. Yeah. Uh, Denver, I think, is a unique beast, and their defense has been good the last several years. One of the best in the league. Throw Denver in there with like the there's like four teams in the league that have looked pretty good through two weeks, and then the other 28 are kind of a mixed bag of crap. Are three of them in the same division? Yes. <laughs> Oakland, Kansas City, and Denver. And we got to play all three. That's Hey, I don't buy into the strength of schedule thing. Like, like oh, we got a tough schedule. Like, the difference, but it's minuscule. But the AFC West is a hell of a draw. That's yeah, And I think we've already seen the worst. 
Yeah, it can't get any worse. Uh, honestly, I I, don't I know. think Kansas Man, City is better. I think Kansas City's better than Denver. I don't know what you guys think. I yeah, but you're gonna be at, at home. I mean, it it won't be how about as bad as that? Now go, go how about the line. black hole at Christmas time? Guy that was a candidate for NFL MVP and a guy who was NFL Defensive Player of the Year. I mean, when you start comparing the two, though, you compare those two teams. I don't. David think, Irving. Will be I don't back. think Oakland's sure. defense. I don't. <laughs> David Irving will be back. I don't think. I don't think Oakland's defense is better than Kansas City's defense, and I think Kansas City's offense will be as explosive as Oakland. Things change yeah. throughout the That's, year, you know, yeah. injuries and stuff like that. Especially by the time you get to December, yeah. it will be two. Both teams will be very different. Um, Amber, did you have a, a, an opinion on who you think is the team next to the Cowboys that's battling for most battling for the NFCs? Well, again, I like they've said, it's just, I mean, for me, it's too early to kind of determine that. Again, looking at the Cowboys, I thought the Cowboys were going to come in, and I know we're talking about other teams besides the Cowboys, but just to talk in that regard, the Cowboys, I thought, were going to come in this year very strong. And after week one, I thought, okay, seeing them manage the New York Giants, although they had a lot of things that they needed to improve, you know, actually make it – doing touchdown, getting, you know, points on that scoreboard. But, man, after week two, everything just kind of changed, you know. The best team that I thought was in this division is now almost to the bottom of my list right now, especially yeah. with how their defense is. It's just, uh, I don't know. My thoughts have kind of changed all over the place with this whole Cowboys. I don't. I don't know what to tell you, honestly. You sound so disappointed. I am because you I thought think they were going to win eleven in a row again. No, definitely might. not. But I think I think the Cowboys. Everyone came in hoping that the Cowboys were going to have a very good season, right? Well, you you would say that, although it's a brand new season. But thinking of the guys they got during the draft, all these rookies. We saw how the rookies did during training camp. A lot of them were out, couldn't get any, uh, you know, practice time. Then we move in here. We see injuries happening. Again, Orlando's Kendrick, to me, not the greatest, but he still gets the job done. Now we have Nolan Carroll, who's out, not the all worse than yeah. Orlando, but now he's out too. So it's very concerning, especially when you see how they perform. And again, I, looking at them against the Giants, I, oh, I'm like, okay, there's some hope here. You know, they did good. Orlando was out. They still didn't miss a beat. They were able to manage. But then now we see this. And, again, going against the Broncos is totally different. But I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know how they're going to resolve this issue, but they need to figure it out. And I know there ha there are some guys that are working out. But Yeah. I, you know, the, and maybe I'm just <laughs> maybe I'm just the eternal optimist. Sunshine never, pumper. It's not a sunshine pumper. It's how I it's how I live life. But I'm just not. I, I don't think this is a huge deal. Yeah, they got their butts whooped. It happens. If you go back right now and you look at week look at week two last year, I guarantee you the teams that everybody was saying were great and were on the up and they were they were the teams that were going to be in the mix. I bet there are several of those that that didn't. They fell off. I want to say Minnesota was five and zero at some point last year. I, yeah, I don't remember, they were. but. It, and there were probably some teams that had lost a game in those first two weeks that everybody was kind of like, man, what's going on with them? And they ended up being in the mix when the, the whole thing was done. All I'm saying is it's week two. In the NFL, there are going to be some weeks that you look at where you're like, man, they just really laid an egg that week. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're not the same team you thought they were, whether they were good or whether they were bad. 
There are examples of it all throughout the league every single no, year. No, it is true, but you analyze each player and in each position. You analyze each posi position, sorry, and you look at the players that you have. Do they have the right guys to stop all these people? I'm talking on the defense side. I'm not worried about the offense. I think Dak Prescott last week, everyone, we know everyone played bad. Uh, the ability that they have, they have so many tools, you know, whether it's the running game, the passing game, they have so many things that they could do and the Broncos were just able to eliminate all aspects for them. But it's a combination. Once the offensive line does their job, they help Dak, obviously. And so they help Seek. I'm not worried about the offense. But defense, Derek, you should be worried. I, honestly, I don't know that the defense is worse than it was last year. As a matter of fact, I think from the pass rush standpoint, it may be better. What we've seen from Demarcus Lawrence so far suggests it may be better. We all believe Malik Collins is going to be a player. It may be better. We believe Pi is a better player than what they had last year. Secondary. Maybe better. Yeah, the secondary is an issue right now. We'll see what happens with Carroll. I've never been a fan since he's gotten here. I've, I've made it clear. I'm not a fan of what he brings to the table, and I do think they made a mistake by not bringing back one of those veteran guys. But we'll see how that plays out. Um, I will say again, I think, though, when you look at the defense, I don't know that it's worse than what you had last year. I don't know. I, I don't know. Baron Jones and Jeff Heath, I had my hopes for them. And at this I mean, right now I haven't seen them play up to the, their potential. I haven't seen much from them. And when you talk about veteran guys in the secondary, I mean, they're not doing much, really, if you analyze them, aside from those guys. What, Nick? No, I mean, you're, they're not. You're right. The safeties aren't doing anything. Um, I haven't seen, we haven't seen guys that we were kind of hoping for. Uh, we haven't really seen a lot out of. Uh, you know, I guess unless you're going to say Demarcus Lawrence, and, and he looks uh, like he's ready to you know turn the corner and – he already has. I mean, two sacks in, in um, two games each. So what is four. He, that's? Yeah, I understand what that two and two is yeah. four. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> good concept. You said I don't know. I, I was trying to say elementary I, school. I think that's four times as many as he had last year. He had one, right? He had one. So he's a third of the way to his career total through yeah. two games. I mean, you're right, Derek. About last year, this team went 13 and three. In 2014, they went 12 and four. Both of those teams were one and one. So that's what they are right now. It could go either way, um, but you know, in 2015 they were two and zero, and they went four and twelve. So it's yeah. it's early, it's early. Um, I think I'm a little bit too early than what you know. Amber's ready for. I mean, she's got the panic button like down. <laughs> no, she's uh, like laying on it. Yeah. No, I, I think they'll come back. I just think if they don't do something with this defense right now, you know, they, there needs to be some improvement. If yeah. not. It's not going anywhere. Well, I think we all agree the secondary is going to have to play better, and I don't know how they're going to get them there. they got to get these guys coached up quickly because they're young, they're, they're just learning this NFL game, and they missed a lot of training camps. So they're going to have to do I mean, something. I don't think they have a lot of other options because it's not like you're yeah. just going to grab somebody from the street. Do you all think that the secondary was worse than the front seven yesterday or Sunday? Because, I, I mean, I, uh, I don't think they were stopping anybody up in the running game. Yeah. I, mean, I, I kind of think it, that was the issue. You put that on the linebackers, though, more than the front, the front four? I, just everybody. All of them? <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know everybody why. I don't know why. Yeah, I was about to say, I don't know why we're splitting hairs That's and picking true. between That's units. Like, yeah. your best player. Dan Bailey. Said he played his Nick, worst game. As, yeah. Well, yeah. As Nick said, like, Dan Bailey's probably the only guy that got on the bus. You know, like, well, and he was, too. He played pretty he well. He got on that bus, and he was just like, is that the best y'all got? I can't believe he was acting like that. No. no. <laughs>
All right, let's take our first break. When we come back, uh, I want to talk a little bit about Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, Coach Garrett had a little say about him yesterday and some of the things that are swirling around about him and how he played on uh, Sunday. We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. We, the entertainment-loving people, demand the best unlimited wireless plan ever from AT&T. What else do you want, a unicorn? Maybe. Only AT&T offers you unlimited data with HBO included and never pay overages. Get AT&T Unlimited Plus, our best wireless deal on unlimited data. Plus save $25 per month on DirecTV. It's entertainment your way. After 22 gigabytes of data usage, AT&T may slow speeds. Plan includes stream saver and videos will stream in standard definition unless you turn it off. $25 DirecTV savings requires AT&T Unlimited Plus. Credits start within three bills. Service prices subject to change. Other usage, speed, fees, charges, and restrictions apply. See att.com slash unlimited for details. Hey, Cowboys fans. Did you know that over the next few years, more than a million service members will transition from military to civilian life? Veterans face unique challenges when they get out of the military, and Bank of America and the Dallas Cowboys are teaming up to help with financial education, career opportunities, and support of military nonprofits and organizations locally in North Texas and across the country. We're proud to support our troops and are deeply grateful for the dedication and sacrifice of our service members and veterans. Bank of America, official bank of the Dallas Cowboys, invites you to join us in our efforts to get involved by tagging game day photos on social media using hashtag troop thanks. That's hashtag troop thanks. And by learning more about our commitment to veterans at bankofamerica.com slash military support. Together, we can thank our troops in ways that make a real difference. Copyright 2016, Bank of America Corporation. Bowling night with friends and you're hanging out together You picked up a spare but you're craving something better A thirst froze deep inside, you don't know what to do You crave a nice cold Dr. Pepper and a hero to save you Crave Rider You ride the wave of Dr. Pepper when you're craving Dr. Pepper Crave Rider When you crave a Dr. Pepper, nothing else will do Pick up an ice cold 20 ounce bottle today Dr. Pepper I hear all this talk about what it takes to be a cowboy. Everyone's got their ideas, but I just say to myself, it's what's up top that matters. Sure, you need men with the muscle and heart to get her done, but if your scouts and coaches are listening out there, a word of advice. Pick the man with the most well-worn Stetson. That's the one most cut out to be a cowboy. Stetson hats are handmade right here in Texas and have been on cowboys' heads for over 150 years. The rest of you can visit stetson.com cowboy to find a retailer nearest you back to the break welcome back it's second to second segment of the break live from the swbc mortgage studios at the star uh, i want to talk a little bit about ezekiel elliott this uh last game after the game was over we started hearing uh different people around the media being very critical of his uh, not necessarily his performance overall uh, i think a lot of people are saying talking about the offensive line from the standpoint of the performance but particularly about a couple plays where he didn't show the kind of effort that uh, you would expect from an NFL player, I guess is, is the best way to say it. Um, Kent had, I think Kent has that audio for us. Kent, can you play that audio of what Coach Garrett had to say yesterday about Ezekiel Elliott? Well, he had the two plays that were not good plays, uh, the two interceptions, obviously. Uh, you know, one of the things that we preach to our team on both sides of the ball when there's a turnover, everybody's involved. Uh, if you're an offensive player, you become a defensive player. On a fumble or an interception, and uh, you know Zeke is one of the most natural competitors I've ever been around. He loves to play, he loves to practice, and I think we've seen that through his first year playing. And those two plays are not indicative of, of the kind of competitor that he was, and we have to get that addressed. So my question for you guys is: Is this a big deal? Um, 
you think this is a big deal or is this much to do about nothing? I want to I want to share a personal anecdote that right. sheds some light on this. Uh, it comes from the fourth quarter of this game. I was standing with you on the sideline. We were about eight feet away from Akib Talib when he picked six Dak. Yep. And Dak was doing his thing and good for him, great effort and all that. He's chasing the play down, trying to do that. I know where you're going with this. And Derek's standing right next to me going, what are you doing? Get away from there. Don't. You don't need to make this tackle. This is stupid. Talking about Dak. Dak, he's, yes. get out of there. Stop. And and I agreed with you. I was like, it's like I know like that's what you want your quarterback to do, but let's not get hurt on the last meaningless play of this game. Right. And that kind of, I mean, that kind of sums it up for me. But I, is it different? Because I know for me, it is different. For you, is it different for the quarterback versus all the other players? I know that sounds bad, but the quarterback, trying to replace a quarterback is a lot harder than every other player. And I just think I think of my quarterback differently. I, if you're down there trying to make that tackle and there are guys blocking, just get out of the way. What I if just, the game was tied? If the game was tied, it's a different story. Well, then it's a different story then. Zeke, For every player. You're talking about a play in the middle of the field, Zeke, like middle midway through the game. I mean, you only said that because the game was over and you don't need him to get hurt with 50 seconds to go. But the Zeke play, I mean, that's different. You, you need to go make a play. If you're going to do all this stuff like let's eat, let's eat, then go eat. Eat all the time. Be hungry every time. I think it is an issue because because he showed his disinterest when he doesn't want, when things aren't going well. Mm-hmm. So the line wasn't there. The blocking wasn't there. But you, there's more you could do. You don't just stop. The play's over, and, and you put your hands on your hips, and then you go to the sideline, and you don't talk to anyone. It, to me, it was a too-cool-for-school attitude that, I mean – I don't think it will be a huge issue because I think it'll be addressed in a lot more stern tone than that. I mean, I think it'll be addressed. I I hear you. I do. And I'm not I don't want to completely absolve him and say, "Hey, that's fine." But I don't think this should be a storyline that lasts longer than about today. I, I agree. In my personal I agree. Opinion. It'll get taken care of. I th- and I'm about to make excuses for him and say they're not excuses, but I was thinking about it last night. I was talking about it with somebody you go back. I mean, we've. It's well documented that this guy has been a beast at every step of the way. I. I don't know the stats, but you remember in 2015, his last year at Ohio State, he made national news for yet like basically calling out his coaches for not giving him the ball. They lost to Michigan State. I guarantee you, he had better stats in that game than he did on Sunday, right. and that was probably the low light of his career to this point. Well, he said in the press conference, in, and when we were talking to him in the locker room afterwards, he said. And somebody asked, have you ever had a game worse than this? And he was like, no, this is the worst game. The, so you're literally witnessing the worst moment of his career. He's he's in, he's immature, he, and we know that. We've That's been a, the storyline surrounding the Cowboys since he was drafted, basically, but even more so in the last eight weeks for obvious reasons. Yeah. He's an immature guy. You hope that he's working on it, but it's fair to call him that based on everything that we know. So – no, I don't think it's it's the right play, but in a 17-25 point game in the third quarter, he's obviously very frustrated about the way it's going. I don't Yeah, but going back to Dak's play at the end, obviously we all knew he wasn't going to get there on time. He wasn't going to make that tackle, but he still tried and although it was a, a complete meaningless run for him to even go and try to do that. And he is the quarterback. He needs to be careful. Even then, it's so, I mean, to me, that meant a lot for him to even go and try to do that. I think these players see everything as 
you know, in the moment, this is the game, this is the time, you don't, you're not really thinking, you're right. just trying to act on, you know, make whatever play you need to make. And he did that. He, oh, well, he tried to, <laughs> but it shows a lot for the it difference right did. there. It abs- and he's a football player and football players in the, the mentality of the moment says the ball's going the other way. I need to make a tackle, right? In don't all, think I'm a quarterback. I need to get back in now, all aspects of everything. Dak is what the Cowboys want Zeke to be. But to this point, he's not. They're different people. I mean, that's something to work on. It'll be a teaching point. I'm, yeah, I mean, Garrett said as much. He's going to talk to Zeke about this. I would be fairly surprised if we saw him do it again, this, at least anytime soon. This is not an excuse for Zeke. But, but I, I will say this. You know, if, to every other player on the team, this is their second game. This is their second game. This is their second fight. Zeke's been fighting for a while. He, he has. I mean, this, this is this. To say that this isn't weighing on him would be ridiculous. This whole he would have to be inhuman. Yeah, and, and it is. I mean, everyone else is here, and he's in Sherman, Texas. He's in in a suit and tie, and this whole thing has been weighing on him. And and I, it's affected his demeanor. You, there's no doubt about it. And I'm not again. I'm not absolving him of this. I mean, that should be your, your sanctuary. Go out there and play. You, everything's you know off the table. Just go play football and. You know, the frustration is mounting. But I'll, I'll say this, though. He, he's got to be tired, physically tired. For mentally. Mentally, mentally, yeah. And, yeah, mentally, for sure. But it, that affects you physically. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think that that is probably weighing on him. He's got to be able to correct that. And so I don't agree that – I mean, I don't think this is going to be a big deal. But I think it it was. It, it, it could be something that needs to be nipped in the bud. If he is as much of, of a competitor as Jason Garrett said, then – Needs to show that more, and I think that's what Garrett was saying. I, I, I mean, I don't think anyone's concerned moving forward. Yeah, that's. I guess uh, I agree, but I just don't think it's like this huge deal. It doesn't it, need it, to be a first take segment for many more days. It was. It's funny because Garrett, for everything that he answered about about uh, Zeke, he said everything the other way about Dak. Yeah, and that's interesting. Actually, let's hear that audio of what Garrett had to say about Dak Prescott in this last game. Well, if you get a chance, go back and watch the tape of number four. Number four is a special player. It was not an easy game for him. Uh, Got knocked around a little bit, got banged up early. And uh, talk about a guy who battles. Talk about a guy who fights. Talk about a guy who leads the team under adversity, under under duress. Uh, uh, It was special. And, uh, you know, I I reflect back on the best quarterbacks I've been around. And uh, oftentimes the games that I remember most are the ones that uh, the, the situations are the most challenging. And you see how they respond, how they respond to a turnover, how they respond to guys hitting them in the face over and over and over again. You've heard me say this before. My old man says, you know, you can hit him in the face with a shovel and he keeps coming back. And, uh, and that's what Dak Prescott, again, demonstrated yesterday. So uh, I have no real concern about him responding the right way. Uh, uh, certainly Zeke had a couple of those plays that we talked about already. We have to address those with him. But, again, he's a natural competitor. He loves to play. He plays the game the right way. We'll get him right going forward. All right. That's uh... – Coach Garrett talking about Dak Prescott. And actually, Nick, you made a similar a similar argument yesterday talking about how how impressed you were with Dak and not not necessarily the results of his play, right. but just how he went about it in a game that was full of adversity and things not going his way. You know, I always take that line Bill Parcells used to say about it. You know, you, yeah. you, you don't really know about a player until they get beat 35 to 7 and everyone's kind of looking sideways at the quarterback. And, is, you know, you wait, every play he's getting up, looking out, out of the ear hole because he's just been hit every time. And we'll find out then how, how he comes back. And so I thought that, that was kind of indicative of that. Um, 
he just just showed a he it reminded me of a Brett Favre type of thing of like you're a football player playing quarterback. There's a difference between a quarterback and then football players that play it. I think Walter Payton was the best football player to ever play running back. I'm not saying he's the best running back, but I think he was the best football player to ever play running back. And and I think Dak is playing it like that. You know, never give up that 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 type of stuff. And then actually after the press conference, when Garrett kind of talks to us a little bit, and most of it's off the record, but 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 one story he shared was Troy Aikman and and his favorite Aikman moment. It's the same favorite moment for Emmitt Smith, the '94 championship game against the Niners when they lost, and and they had a chance for a three-peat. But it was that game that he said Aikman was just standing in there taking shot after shot after shot, and 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 that's what he was talking about. Dak just staying in the pocket. He had a couple of throws like that that we talked about. You know, we're just standing right there and and uh, knowing that he's going to get hit. So he showed some toughness in that game. Yeah, I think a lot of things about that you like. Not only the things he did during the game, I think after the game, you like the way that he approached handling the media from the standpoint yeah. of, yeah, I didn't have yeah. the greatest game. And I, I got to be better. Yeah. I got to do more for my team. Now I think the most important thing is what does he do in response to that in the next game? Because you can let those kind of games snowball to where you get beat twice off of a really bad game. And so can he somehow play better? And not only that, but bring his teammates along with him to play better, to get out of that funk, to get themselves back on, on the right track going into uh, or out of week three and into week four I, and the rest of the season. I hope it was hot in the in the press conference room. He was at, sweaty. Because he was sweating more than he ever has. And I wonder if, you know, if, if it was one of those situations where you're just kind of you feeling the pressure a little bit. I didn't notice it I didn't, to be too hot, but maybe it was. I wasn't in there. Maybe it's the altitude. Maybe. No, but he handled it like like he played the worst game of his life, and he was the one that messed it up. Yeah. And that's what a quarterback is really supposed to do. Which was a common thing in, thing in that locker room. I know you guys were in there, and I, I think almost to a man that I heard talk, they all said, hey, I didn't play my best game. I didn't play up to standards. We didn't play up to standards. I think everybody kind of had that same – thought that same mentality I don't know how it couldn't be a humbling experience even Garrett yesterday I thought was a lot more forthcoming and offered better explanations than typical like you know like he's big on coach speak and not giving away too much and he was still himself but he I mean you know he was very forthcoming about the Zeke stuff he was very forthcoming about praising Dak and talking about you know the way the Denver defense played them and how that's difficult to deal with when you do it the right way and uh I just I thought it was more than we typically get from him and I was I was wondering if maybe that was because after a performance like that you kind of don't have a choice but to swallow your pride and go with the flow basically you know what they say the whole time in training camp that you know we start at the bottom you don't build off of last year you're starting and i and i think it's easy to say that it's harder for players to really believe that until you get hit in the mouth like this and then you realize oh this is different now and hopefully hopefully for cowboys and cowboys fans this is the kind of game that kind of wakes them up to the reality of every single week it, this is a new opponent, and that new opponent can really just destroy you if you don't play your best game, and even, especially when you're playing really good teams. So maybe, maybe it has that kind of effect. On that, that is the toughest place to play in the NFL. Absolutely, because not 19, only, what is it, nineteen and one in the last twenty games? I want to say. Well, they, they at lost home two last year, but I mean, it's no, it's not a lot. They don't, not a lot. they don't yeah. lose often. They don't lose often. I mean, there's a lot of factors. I mean, it's it's loud. Well, first of all, the team is good, really right. good. 
it's it's a loud stadium. They and you look around, they do not give their tickets away. No, they don't. And it's orange. I mean, the Cowboys hadn't played there in nine year, eight years. Usually when that happens, you start No. We didn't even talk about the fact that the press box shook on every second and third down. From the moment the game was about to start. I told I remember telling Nick, I was like, This is gonna get on my nerves. Like oh, the whole thing is yeah. just shaking. Everybody's beating like it, you can just you hear the the audible sound of people stomping their feet and beating on stuff, and that starts when the game begins. It stops at halftime. It did stop during the rain delay, th- luckily, and, yeah, and then it starts right back up as man, soon as the the game starts back up. You usually see a crowd like a crowd is usually thinner after a rain delay. Yeah. Not that. No, not right. that. they were just waiting right under the under overhang, yeah. and they ran right back out. And their the seats started. are all blue, and even yeah. that, even then. Yeah. All you could see that's was orange. That's, that's a good point. Yeah, that's I didn't think right. about that. Yeah, that's good. You know, at some, oh, so at some point, Garrett's going to have to to address this situation of, I mean, he said it two years ago. We we like to to take the ball and start the second half because he had this whole theory about how fans don't come back into their seat at halftime and it's not as loud. But before the game, they're all jacked up and all that. So I I don't understand why he continues to take the football. And when he when he wins the the toss, that doesn't make any sense to me. The Broncos start out, you kick it off to the twenty five yard line. You can't hear. You go three and out and you punt. Like why? Why don't you play defense first? I think I kind of understand his philosophy. I, I'd love last to hear game. it. And I think why? I think it's more about you know with him everything is a t shirt, a mentality, or whatever. I think what he's trying to say to his team is, we take the ball all the time. Our offense is that good. We're not going to be afraid because we're on the road against a good defense to take the ball. Give us the ball. I, I think it was a mentality thing. I, I don't think it's about strategy for him. I think it's more about we do this all the time because we believe that we're going to get out to a fast start, and getting out to a fast start means putting our well, offense on Then put it on, the on your defense. I think, I think that is strategy, though, because I mean, what do we talk yeah. about? This team plays best with a lead. You want to run the ball. You want to control the clock. You want to be in front so that their offense has to throw the ball, and that if you do it right – that starts with points on the first possession. Obviously, it's a big gamble. And usually they do get points on the first possession. Which, I th- and, you know, it's funny because we just mentioned that it worked very well for them last year. Right. That doesn't mean it will work well for them this year. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays because I think they got points. They did this all last year, and they got points six out of the seven first games. Well, now they're one and one. So I wonder if that affects their thought process going forward. What we know about Jason Garrett is he is a he is really a creature of habit. I have a hard time thinking he's going to change that up. That seems and to be what he's done since he's gotten. I I I would hesitate to just call it like a Jason Garrett thing though. Amber and I had a conversation with Mr. Prescott on oh, yeah. Friday. He he loves it. He's like, yeah, we're we're good at the start of the game. That's why we take the ball. Yeah, As a matter of fact, the start of the game. Whenever Derek decides, we'll play this audio hopefully sometime this week yeah let's because uh, people were very passionate about this subject through uh, you know people on twitter so you know what i I motivated me to go ahead and go ask the man himself and hopefully you guys will get to listen to that audio for people that don't know we're talking about last week it was a very interesting (laughs) conversation i think it happened on thursday was that right wednesday or thursday one of the two anyway there was a conversation that happened on the air and uh, amber was making the argument that Dak specifically has that his start, and I want to make sure I get this right. Uh, that is that he doesn't he has a better he's better in the second half than he is in the first half. Um, and Nick and Dave argued that point on the other side that they think it's pretty consistent. He's pretty much the same guy first half, you, second half. I think you've already butchered it. 
Did I? Sorry. It's it's <laughs> that's not how it started. It it started we with the call. Let's move let's let's okay. on. Anyway, we'll, we'll the kinda... point was the point was you asked Dak about it. Yeah. To get Dak's word on it. And we did get audio from that. We're gonna play that sometime later this week. Probably we might do it tomorrow. We'll play that later this week just so people can hear and then hopefully put this whole thing to bed because I'm, I'm Oh, we don't we don't need to remember. discuss it again. I just went ahead. You can listen to the audio and she just wants whatever. you to know that the quarterback that she was right. Her. Yeah. She wants to say I was right. Basically. Okay, so um we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna take our final break. We're gonna come back. I do need to talk about something a little more administrative. We need to talk about Demontre Morris. He's gonna be back on this team. I would assume as of today he's gonna finish his suspension. Question is Who's going? Cowboys are going to have to make some kind of transaction in order to make room for him. I'll ask that question to these guys when we come back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields, and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeerdealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See dealer for details. We, the entertainment-loving people, demand the best unlimited wireless plan ever from AT&T. What else do you want, a unicorn? Maybe. Only AT&T offers you unlimited data with HBO included and never pay overages. Get AT&T Unlimited Plus, our best wireless deal on unlimited data. Plus save $25 per month on DirecTV. It's entertainment your way. After 22 gigabytes of data usage, AT&T may slow speeds. Plan includes stream saver and videos will stream in standard definition unless you turn it off. $25 DirecTV savings requires AT&T Unlimited Plus. Credits start within three bills. Service prices subject to change. Other usage, speed, fees, charges, and restrictions apply. See att.com slash unlimited for details. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and of course with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Back to the break. Welcome back. It's the final segment of the break live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about Demontre Moore. He's been on suspension for the first two games of the season. He uh, should be, uh, I guess, activated today. The Cowboys will have to make a move. I think. Is it true that they have a 24-hour period in order to make that move, or do they have to immediately cut somebody whenever he is? Back in the in well, he's been back in the building, right? Back on the team. Aren't they supposed to do that today? They have until three today. To three today to make the move. So they will have to make a transaction of some sort, um, either cutting a player or maybe moving a player to IR, yeah, uh, in order to get him onto the fifty-three man roster. So I'll ask you guys the question: Who do you think is going to be the odd man out uh, by three o'clock today? I don't get the impression that Nolan Carroll's concussion is like an IR type of deal. I could be wrong. So if there's an injury thing, that's totally different. But if you're just if you have to release a healthy player, I think I would go with J. Rohn Elliott. And I, that's just me speculating. I don't know anything, but I'm just trying to put the pieces together. I don't think. How did they get him? Trade? They they or claimed off waivers. No, they claimed, claimed Brian Price off waivers. They, they traded they for J. Elliott. And isn't it the same thing? Like the yes. their compensation is tied to how much he's exactly. active in plays, and right? They're not using him at all. He did not participate in the Giants game at all. He was inactive on Sunday. Uh, so clearly, he was inactive on Sunday, despite you know you're already sort of thin at linebacker as it is with Anthony Hitchens injured. Um, so clearly, I they feel like they can get through a game without him. 
I'm not going to say Demontre Moore can play linebacker, but he does do some stand-up stuff as a pass rusher, especially and, in that nickel and dime sub packages. And Jay Elliott is a kind of an outside right. linebacker type, type right. pass rusher, right? He's, so it's yeah. kind of that similar yeah. so player. So if you're not using him and you get your draft pick back if you cut him and they sort of fill a similar role, I think it makes sense. I don't and, know for sure. you know, he wasn't active, but... Tapper would probably be inactive anyways. You're just going to make Tapper inactive. You don't want to cut Tapper, but obviously, but you want to. Oh, and Demontre Moore should be inactive um, I would, You know what? I would think that way, but. Would you make Tapper inactive or Taco? Because I There's think. There's no way they make Taco <laughs> inactive, huh? I mean. Why not? It looks I, bad. I, yes, it looks bad. That's what we're talking about, just the optics of Taco. it. Taco. Charles Tapper is one of two players on this team with a sack right now. Yeah. So. Exactly. I'm just saying, and I've been critical of Charles Tapper, but he has played well enough that I don't know that I'm sitting him down. And I am the president of the Taco Charlton fan club going Yay. back to draft time. But if you got to sit him, you got to sit him. I mean, he's not starting anyway, so he's already he's already not meeting people's hype, the hype of the expectations or whatever. So if you got to sit him for Demontre Moore, I mean, whatever. I think, though, when, you, when you're talking about what they're asking these guys to do, I think Taco... Um, I've only really seen Tapper on third downs or, or at least pass rushing situations. And, and I know that they asked Taco to do a little bit more than that. So I wouldn't imagine. I, I'm, I'm, you're right. I think it would be between those two, though. Yeah. With DeMontre they, back. They could slide Taco in to play defensive tackle. Right. Well, right. They and can, but they haven't. They really haven't. I don't, like, and he can play left end, too, but he's really only played right. And I, I take issue with that. But. He's the first-round pick, so they want him to play the sexy position, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. You guys agree, Jay? Jay uh, that, that seems logical. I mean, I, I could see a cornerback, though, getting in the mix here. Really? Like who? Well, I mean, it would have to be – I mean, if you've got a good well, – Maybe Cheeto on IR. You mentioned that yesterday. You really think that's an option? If it's the same, is it the same hamstring? It's the same hamstring. Although Stephen Jones said yesterday, they, they he went through an MRI. They didn't see anything super troubling. It's it sounds like they hope he can practice this week. So I don't okay. get an eye on All right, then no. And he I needs to practice. He... It's the same thing as what you were saying too about. Um, I'm drawing a blank on the tight end. Uh, Rico gathers. Rico. The reason why you would do the IR for only the the the, set, the eight weeks is because you need, he needs to practice. Yeah. I think with a rookie like Cheeto, he needs to practice as well. So you wouldn't want him on IR for and an extended period of time. And you'd be done with your if if you were going to bring him back. If you're going to do another guy IR, you're going to bring him back. Then you'd you be out of guys. You only, get you only have back. two. Yeah, you only have yeah. two. Yeah. No, they don't have to bring Rico back. But what were you going to say? No, I was I was just going to say to that point. I think that would be a good move if they weren't as weak in the position, you know? Yeah. If they weren't having all these troubles with, I mean, to have him out for like eight weeks, I don't think but, would be good. And that's, but, but the reason why is it gives you a spot. It opens right. a spot to get, get another guy. That's, that's kind of why. Yeah, but the guy. The guy you're going to bring in is not, doesn't have a job, so he he's not any good either. The same reason, and they could release Ben Abe and Wickery too, but I don't think that's a good idea with what they're dealing with in the secondary right now. Yeah, I'd be interested to see if they would make that. I, I, has anybody asked him? You guys may know. Has anybody asked the coaches why they made the decision to have him inactive last week, knowing um, they only had four active? Noah Brown. I mean, he, he said it after the game. He said because of Noah Brown. Because they wanted, they didn't know about Terrence, and they wanted to make sure that they had the receivers there. I mean, I, I again, it doesn't make sense to me, but yeah. I mean, five and five would 
seem right. Yeah, sense other than instead of four and, and six, yes. And they got bit. I mean, maybe they're winning to this week, thinking, feeling pretty confident after the Giants game with yeah, the I, guys they had playing out there. I, I but see the way I look at it is, is with Skandrick being hurt, wouldn't you want to kind of hey, what do we know about Jordan? Give me some, yeah, give me what some do we know about help. Cheeto? Yeah. Like, yeah. At least let's let this guy maybe play if it gets yeah. down to it. And then, of course, Nolan Carroll goes out and has a bad game before he and gets And then he's a part, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he unfortunately, I mean, he, he played better in the last three quarters than he did the first. I'm talking about Carroll. Wow. I'm saying. I wouldn't agree with either of these, but, I mean, as long as we're covering our bases, Rod Smith and, and Noah Brown are guys that, I mean – when you look at what role they fill, it's small enough that if you absolutely had to have a spot, and Demontre Moore plays special teams too, so uh, those are guys they could release. I I would be, expect it. Though. I would be kind of surprised, and I would disagree with it if that's what they did. But I disagreed with Darius Jackson last well, year. Too. You know, I mean, if they if they got a good handle on the Zeke thing, you could always cut one of the running backs. One of the veteran running backs. Yeah, cut McFadden. Don't think they have a handle on it though. No, so. All right, let's uh, let's get some phone calls. You guys call us at 214-872-2102. You can also hit us on Twitter at Cowboys Break. We'll start with a call from Rob in Vegas. Rob, what up? Hey, everybody. How are you? I mean, if you would tell me that after two weeks, we'd have a division win against a team we couldn't beat last year and a road loss against Denver, I'd be like, okay, I take that. But there's three guys that I'm a little concerned about. One is... Byron Jones, I'm starting to think he was just a, a combine superstar because I, I just don't see it. I hear it in practice, and I hear it in training camp. I, he's, he just doesn't make enough plays at the safety position. Another guy is Crawford. How many years have we talked that now this guy, you know, he's healthy. He's this, that was just a mistake paying him. And another guy that I'm concerned about is Scott Linehan because I'm wondering if he's, in his mind, he's saying, I'm going to prove that Dak Prescott's the guy and he's not going to have a sophomore slump. And I started to see it in the playoff game against Green Bay. Zeke Elliott is your best player on offense, and that's your best option. And I, I didn't think they leaned on him enough in that game. Even the giant game, first and goal from the three, you didn't even give him one touch. And I'm sorry, Zeke should have been frustrated. Eight touches. I know he wasn't getting anything, but he's the only guy on your offense that could score from anywhere on the field. You still have to run the ball, especially when you know your defense is not playing good. You got to eat up some clock and hope to get the game going. I'm a little concerned about him. I don't see him using Dez. You, you got to stop acting like Dez runs a four three forty and running him down the sideline. You guys know Dez's best plays are always short throws where he makes a guy miss and he he runs after the catch. More bubble screens, put him in the slot. Stop treat you know these jump balls, these fifty fifty balls, and that's what you, you you guys were talking about. You look at Dak's percentage to all the other wide receivers; it's high, and again, and when he throws a Dez. It's low, and all the interceptions were throws to Dez. So Linehan, um, I need him to change his philosophy a little bit. And, and the other two guys, I don't know. I, I think we're going to be looking for a safety come uh, next year. All right, thanks for the call. What do you guys think about Byron Jones? You know, 
I I don't have like much of a problem with anything that guy just said. I mean, you could quibble over like the semantics of it, but like the overall theme of that call, pretty much agree with. I I'm not that far out on Byron yet. I don't. I mean, I don't think anybody was good in that game. They got their butts kicked, but he made a nice play in pass coverage. I did see. Did y'all see that thing going around Twitter? Uh, it's like a it's a replay where it's a pulling play and CJ it was CJ Anderson's touchdown. Do you see Byron on where it looked like he had a clear path to the ball carrier and kind of chose to pick up a block instead? I mean, I hate to you know, I hate to assign that without knowing for sure, but that's certainly what it looked like on tape. So, not a great day by anybody in the in the defense. I think everybody knows that, but was it I, I can't point to him being terrible, I guess is what I'm trying to say. It was just a collective letdown across all fronts. So I'm not ready to pin, single him out as like the reason why the defense sucks. Let me make a bigger question out of that, though. Do you think that – has he lived up to what you expected as a first-round pick? When the Cowboys made that pick these years that have passed, has he lived up to what you expected of him to this point? You know what's funny is when he was a rookie – and they were they didn't have a spot for him in the starting lineup and he was like the handyman who handled the tight end and played dime i thought he was better than i expected him to be as a rookie in the time since when they've tried to plug him into a full-time role he hasn't been as good grading on the curve right <laughs> which which but that happens i mean that's what you do your expectations do go up i mean you're rookie you have rookie expectations just like the same with dak i mean dak's expectations last year as a rookie now he's a superstar, so he's gonna get he's gonna get evaluated differently. I mean, as far as Byron Jones, I, I he hasn't he's not there yet, and I'm I'm not even sure what his best position is. But I guess it's I mean I, I thought it was safety. I was saying safety from his rookie year, but I don't know. There's issues that I think that are there that I'd rather not say. So I I, I don't know I don't know about him. I mean I I think he he'll get better though, like everyone else. The jury's out, and Crawford. It's just hard to knock a guy that's playing so many different positions. He's playing hard. He's playing. He's been playing hurt for two years. So, I, I, you know, he, I don't think he's special though. And well, that's and he's getting paid to be. So this is a, it's a conversation we've had a million times. Like I, I love him as a locker room presence. He's gonna play through any injury. He's gonna he'll play anywhere. He's a great team guy. The only reason he ever comes up is because of the contract he's playing under. Which Brandon Carr. At this point, you, you don't have a choice but to say, yeah, they probably shouldn't have given him that deal. But that that's where they are. That's what they're dealing with. Uh, I, yeah, like I'm not – I have a hard time dogging on him for the effort that he puts in and what I know about him as a high-character guy. But it's a fair criticism that he's not living up to that contract. You know, when you draft a guy – you draft these guys that aren't first-rounders and, you know, whether it be third, fourth, whatever it is, and, and you, you draft them to develop them. And, and then when you do develop them, it sounds good, but this is not the 75 Cowboys anymore where you can just develop these guys until they get good. You have to make decisions on them, and sometimes you have to make decisions before you really know what they are. And, and I go back to 10 years ago when they had to make those decisions. Like, you know, Miles Austin had played four years, but he had a couple big games, and now they got to make it a call on him. And so they said they got to pay him. That's what the market was. Doug Free, Tony Romo. Same thing. Doug Free worked out. Tony Romo definitely worked out. But sometimes you have to make a call. So they had to make a call on Crawford. He'd played a few years. He'd gotten hurt. He tore his Achilles. So he's about to be a free agent after the end of the year. So what do you do? This is kind of the market value. And you just 
you kind of say, well, let's go for it. And honestly, it doesn't work. The saving grace is that a few years later, like it's not a good contract, but it's not terrible either. Like he's not even one of the like super highest paid tackles in the league anymore. After, I mean, Sue and Atkins and McCoy, like those deals are substantially bigger than his. So it's not, it's not a good deal by any stretch of the imagination, but it's not like it's, it's not like that Romo deal that just hangs over your salary cap. So, um, I just think people forget that, that you have to make decisions on guys before you really know what they are, and you're just, you're just kind of hoping that, that they turn out to what you think, and sometimes it d- doesn't work out. That last point, I, I think about Le'Veon Bell all the time and the way the Steelers seemingly, when he's, when he's healthy and, not, and when he's playing and kind of in the, you know, the, the swing of things, they, they do everything with him. He plays like straight up receiver. I know Zeke lines up out there, but he doesn't ever get the ball. Like they, they never, they, the screen pass, even as well as it worked in that Pittsburgh game, it's like something they refuse to ever run with him. Uh, I know he had, I think he's, I think he's already got nine or 10 receptions on the year, but it's, they don't, it doesn't seem like they're that interested in putting him in space, like swing passes and things like that. I just, I agree with the caller. Like he's he's the best player. He's the best skill player on your team, and one of the best skill players in the league. Hold on, hold on. Me, about the space. I mean, I thought he was lined out in the in like, as a receiver more than I've ever seen. He lined, yes. He was out there. They never gave him the ball. Well, and, the, and, and here's my problem with it. Like it doesn't seem like they do much creatively with him when it comes to the the passing game. Like they'll throw the ball to him on a little flare route. Have you seen him run any other routes? Like that's not the only route you can run with a running back. You know, there, there are lots of things that you can do with a running back, and, and I think Le'Veon Bell is a good example. Different kind of routes. Use that, that Texas, you know, route where you kind of go out and then you flip, come back into the middle of the field where typically yeah. you're, you're going to be lined up with a – you're going to be manned up with a linebacker. I, I, I think he, that is a great route for him, especially if you got Witten clearing the middle out. I where's, think there are things that they could do creatively with him in the passing game. They just don't seem to do. Where's the wheel route that he killed linebackers yes. on throughout training camp? Where's that? I mean, that one on one drill. Yeah, I mean, and I know well, even I mean, eleven on eleven is different did, than one on one, but I just he's way too dynamic of a player for and what he went into the locker room with like four touches or five touch like and I thought the same thing in the Green Bay game like back in the play I mean, he's. He's the thing that makes this whole thing run, and I just think their scope of how to use him seems limited. I still go back to what I remember Gary Brown told me this after draft day when they drafted Ezekiel Elliott. He said when we were going through and we were uh, we were working him out and working him out and we were thinking about how he compared to other running backs, we actually were comparing him to wide receivers as far as how good his, his, his pass-catching game is. He's that good of a dynamic player. It's not just what he does when he's running the ball. It's also what he does in the passing game, and they have yet to realize that. I don't think this coaching staff – they, they do some things really well. I think it's they're good. They're fine. They're not that creative in, you know, in terms of like looking around the league. I've said that about the defense before. Like they just, they're like everybody has a square hole and we have square pegs that go everywhere. Like you don't see those hybrid type of honey badger players. You don't see that type of mismatching and all that type of stuff. I just I, I think they're very traditional. This is an old school coaching staff and some of that stuff seems like it gets away from them. All right, guys, we appreciate you joining us back tomorrow at 9.30 a.m. We'll start getting into Cowboys versus Cardinals. That'll happen next Monday night. Till then, for Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman, Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break Live on Radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?